0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome inside the latest edition of Across the Cavs. It is Thursday, August 26th. And a reminder, the NFL is back. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving all new players a can't-miss offer for week one. Bet just $1 on any NFL game during the first week of the season and receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. Take advantage of this limited-time offer now because you heard right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 more on any week one game. That's right. Any amount over 99 cents, and you can have it. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any week one game. That's promo code TBPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a little bit of time at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or an Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Today is a day to talk about the Cavs. That means Across the Cavs is back. That means Justin Matcham of the Cavalier Central Podcast also doing some big things for Bowling Green. Also, also, the man has just been consuming ball all summer, which is why we have not heard from him. So as I introduce (laughs) Justin, and you actually get to see his face this time, we are trying out the visual aspect, Justin. First, how are you? And then my second thing I'm going to ask before you even tell me. Tell us what you've been up to this summer, you know, with summer league and scouting and everything. It seems like you've been doing some really exciting things.
1: Yeah, sure. First, yeah, I'm, I'm great. Uh, just got pretty much in the past couple of weeks moved into my apartment here. Um, just had my first class today, so we're doing well. We're right back in the swing of things. Uh, practice starting up again soon. But yeah, uh, been busy this summer. I was just in Vegas uh, at the summer league doing a little bit of work there. I was at a combine earlier this summer in Tampa working that. Uh, the Tampa Bay Pro Combine, uh, just a secondary draft combine. Um, A lot of good players there, a lot of good guys that were in summer league, so that's why we were in Las Vegas. Uh, Kind of doing some follow-ups with our guys, you know, just getting pictures, getting quotes, whatever, Uh, meeting up with them, Uh, meeting up with some sponsors. Actually, we sat in a meeting with the league office, so did just some cool stuff there. Um, But, yeah, been doing that, been working in BG, just doing the grinding away, plugging away, doing that, and it's been good.
0: Man, that's great to hear, getting in on league meetings and league officials. So cool to hear that. And Obviously, if you don't know the name, Justin Matcham in basketball. Yes, he has a great voice. (laughs) Yes, he nearly won the last NBA trivia that I hosted. He just involved in every level of the game. So So close. close. We will be having one soon. I just need the time to concoct it and get enough people to do it. Folks, if you don't know, away from the Cavs, I did host during uh, the COVID pandemic when it was at its worst. Obviously, unfortunately, it's coming back, hopefully not as bad and things can continue. But a weekly NBA trivia game, there were 50 multiple choice questions and there'd be anywhere from eight to 15 players. There were three games for money, then it turned free. I myself won once out of three that I did not play. Justin came in once, nearly got the win, but the competition, a Samir Kumar, part of who has a, podcast scary hours podcast and the blue wire network he is just too much to overcome but you know we're, we're basically freestyling right now because there is never a bad time to talk about the calves but we have pretty much exhausted a lot of avenues so as folks you might remember and justin was a part of i believe the 70s episode i went through over five weeks and covered every decade of calves basketball you know whatever you needed to know about those decades' best players, weirdest trades, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. What Justin and I are going to do, basically, and we're telling you this so you're not like, "What on earth did I just watch/slash listen to?" <laughs> I'm telling you this so you continue listening to what you want to hear. So, Justin, that being said, let's talk about some of your favorite Calves over the years in the non-LeBron era. So, we're gonna actually start right here in the 10-11 season. This is before. Kyrie, so mm. they had a little Baron Davis, they had Christian Skyanga, they had Ryan Hollins, I think, was on the team and he got into a scuffle with Charlie Villanueva but who are some of your favorite guys and what are some of your favorite <laughs> moments from what was a, obviously a brutal season, oh, 26 in a row at one point?
1: Yeah, I mean not a ton of positives <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess we can look at like there were some fun players on the team. I'm, I just pulled it up here. Like You have Jamario Moon. Jamario Moon was always fun. Um, obviously, I think the highlight of the season is acquiring Baron Davis and along yes. with Baron Davis, a future pick that turns into quite the player. Yes. But, yeah, I, I would say Ryan Hollins was not my favorite part of the season. <laughs> I don't think Ryan Hollins is anyone's top five favorite anything um but fun players on this team. Anton Jameson, Jamario Moon, Baron Davis, Christian, like you said, Sky. and I hadn't heard that one before. I like that. Oh, uh, I
0: did not make that up. That is that is the thing already,
1: I think I think Evan Daniel I, I uh, came up with that first. Did he? Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, overall, pretty depressing team. I mean, <laughs> you know, Anderson Verajal was fun, Mo Williams was fun, but
0: a little bit of Mo, and then he was in the Jamario oh, trade. Cool. It was, uh, yeah. But let's let's talk about you know uh, a a Manny Harris. You know Manny Harris unfortunately did not have much of an NBA career. He played his college ball in Michigan, mm-hmm. I think, for Coach Beeline. And you know he was a guy yeah. that he uh, just he came in and I think he proved himself. And that's unfortunate. Again, we're talking about this ten years later. He did get another try with the Lakers, but Manny Harris I think was just fun to watch. He had a nice looking jump shot he made. Mm, okay, he shot made less than one shake,
1: shot but 37% from three, also thirty 37% from the field, but, like, the threes fell.
0: Yeah, and I think when you also – got to be objective because when Torian Prince shot 37% from the field for the Nets, no one seemed to care because when he got to the Cavs, he was hitting shots. Manny Harris mm-hmm. is now, what, 31. He's older. I don't know why Ryan Hollins was there. He averaged, what, five points, three rebounds, <laughs> under a block – why would he play 70 games? Why do we need Why 70? was Ryan
1: Hollins anywhere? Yeah, that's, that's – that's I don't mean to turn this into a Ryan Hollins hate podcast, but why was Ryan Hollins in the NBA at that point?
0: Yeah, all right. So here, here's Ryan Hollins' career breakdown for anybody that's cares. We're not bashing him. Look, Ryan Hollins was not a good NBA player, but I think Ryan Hollins knows what his contributions were. It's cool he stuck around in the league, and I think it's cool that he's an analyst even if he's not the best one. He also plays in Big 3 where he's – it is what it is, but he played two and a half years in Charlotte, a little time in Dallas, a full year in Minnesota, full year in Cleveland. We traded him to Boston. I don't remember what for. I have no recollection of making a mid – oh, it's the Herring Goaty deal. That's right. It. Yeah. Luke Herring a goat, He uh, Played with the Clippers for two years. Played for the Kings.
1: I didn't even know he played for the Kings, actually. I mean – He was they- actually – so I was going to say here. So we traded um, – he was traded by the Timberwolves along with Ramon Sessions and a 2013 second round pick that later became Jeff withie Shout out to Jeff ah. withie
0: Yeah, he got, he um, got in some. Uh, he got in some trouble with his girlfriend after the fact. He had some. Uh, Jeff oh no, he, she cheated. He he had an Instagram model. I think he was dating or married huh. to, and he was caught. She caught his movie receipt when he was with another woman. Huh. Yeah, Jeff Witty.
1: Yeah. That was the package that went to the Cavaliers for Sebastian Telfair and Delonte West. Uh, right,
0: because Sebastian Telfair logged about three or four games with the Cavs.
1: About that. Yeah, Let's he was – He played a total oh, oh, nine, of 10. four games.
0: Four games, four right? Games, it was nine, 10. Yeah, when I did the birthday two people like, what, he played for the Cavs? Like, yeah, obviously it's coming from me. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Don't you remember? Yeah. <laughs> but here, here's the and funny then, thing. Ryan oh, Hollins was waived by the Cavs then. He wasn't traded oh. by the Cavs. Why did Boston pick
0: him up? What, what what good was that? They had KG. They had Pierce. They had Rondo. They still had Allen, and they signed Ryan Hollins. I, mean, I guess yeah. we we took Leon Poe from them, so I guess they had to get some kind of collateral, right?
1: <laughs> I guess.
0: <laughs> but here, here's the funny thing, okay, about Hollins. He played 46 games for the Kings in 14-15. Uh, But if he played for the Kings, why didn't Hassan Whiteside get a chance for the Kings the first time? LOL. Marshall's only NBA player did not even get to play with the Kings very much his first time
1: through. I don't know. I mean, Hassan Whiteside's an interesting case. Like, he obviously kind of blew up with the Heat, but I don't know how much Hassan Whiteside would have really even done. Like, he would have gotten some blocks. and I mean, obviously, they probably should have given him more opportunity than they did looking back, but, like, also, looking back, like, the Heat ended up giving him, like, a max extension. Like, I'm sure the Kings are glad they didn't do that.
0: Yeah, no, very true. Very true. Uh, was they also Kufus. had,
1: what, they had DeMarcus Cousins. They had Costa Koufis. They had they had a stacked lineup. A stacked rotation with Costa Koufis.
0: <laughs> I remember, I think, Costa Koufis was in Utah. At the same time, they had Kirolo
1: and I'd always get them mixed up. <laughs> By the way, whatever happened to Costa Kufis, He was gonna like sign with the Charge, and he was gonna try and get back with the Cavs this past mm-hmm. season. Yeah, so let's let's pull up. Where is An- Costa Kufis? Wave him or wave Kevin and and let's get Costa Koufos. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Her. See,
0: if Mac was with us, right, and be like, whoa, whoa, Mac, would, be not, on Mac would not <laughs> be happy.
1: Mac would not be happy about no. These Mac Gianni would be plays. Mac
0: would be on the attack. I mean, <laughs> no. Okay, wait a minute. I am learning right now. I didn't know that Costa Koufos started eighty-one games for the Nuggets in twelve thirteen. I what. And I won't,
1: you didn't and, know that? Come no, here's,
0: but here's the thing. And everyone, everyone that listens to this podcast knows that I will give you obscure facts left and right. Some of it from memory, some of it from the. I had no idea that Kufis was an everyday starter. That that this is th- this. I'm so confused. Wait, who else did? I don't. I'm so confused. This is not familiar because this is when. They had gotten rid of Melo. They rebranded with Gallinari and Wilson Chandler and all those guys. And I'm so confused. All right. Anyway, I don't know what happened to Kufis, but the fact that he played four years with the Kings is very telling that he never wanted to touch a basketball at the pro level again. <laughs> He's only 30. I know, let's, let's go. Oh, real name: Constantine Demetrius Kufis. That's Constantine with a K. Did you know that?
1: Hmm. I did not. I just thought it was Costa.
0: Yeah. Constantine. Oh wait. No, wait. He's he's still trying to get back. He tweeted on the 25th. Locked in hashtag Wednesday motivation. Hashtag grind. Hashtag dream. Hashtag workout Wednesday. Hashtag workout. Hashtag NBA. And he did one before <laughs> hashtag vibe. Right. Yeah, who's he working with? Let's see. He's working with yeah, MVP. All right. Most most valuable person named Constantine with a K.
1: But, we saw CJ right. Miles also trying to get back in the league. Yeah, honestly, I'd so love to tweet see out.
0: him. We didn't have him he yet. Still he, was, he was one year away from no, I CJ Miles was the first cap to make nine threes in a game. I mean, yep. fun fact. Fun fact, Justin, I had the only CJ Miles Pacers player team in existence for a couple of years. I did have one. I loved CJ Miles. Really? I like yeah. CJ.
1: I always like CJ Miles in Cleveland. He's a good player, like he's fine.
0: I know I think the issue he was a little bit at
1: the end, but like I, he could still
0: shoot. Injuries. I think he got hurt when he was playing for the Wizards. Mm-hmm. He was rarely used he on did. the Raptors. I mean, man, I loved him. On he the
1: was Cavs. okay for the Raptors. Then they got traded to the Grizzlies, and like that was just kind of a weird situation. And then injuries. I think he got bought him. out too. I don't think he stuck. Oh, did he stick? Did he stick in them? with the Grizzlies? I think he played a little bit with the Grizzlies. Okay,
0: man. He- I to double check, I'm pretty sure he did. He is one of the first players to ever retweet a birthday tweet from me. So he's, oh, nice. he's, yeah, he's one of the original, the very original while we're on this. I mean, people wonder, Zach, why do you tweet birthday tweets all the time? I mean, it, a, it could get old, but it's it's daily content. There's a lot <laughs> out there. And you would agree, Justin. A lot of people are lazy when it comes to getting information. Like it's just a Google search and a Google image search, but it it takes a lot of effort sometimes to get that out there. It takes time for
1: sure. It takes time, so it's you don't see me doing it.
0: I I mean, then again, anyone that you've had on your podcast, though, I would, I I would venture to say that when Chris Fedor tweet uh, has his birthday, you would be out there saying "Happy Birthday" in the tweet. I would venture that.
1: Maybe,
0: yeah. Fedor, I'm sorry, not Fedor. Yeah. Oh, Fedor, 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 Door. Fedor, Fid- Fedor, okay.
1: <laughs> just say <there>. right here. <laughs> but it was uh, <laughs> for those nice. who are listening to the podcast. Just open the door.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, I actually am away from the video when I did not actually see Justin um, open okay. and close the door. Well, unfortunately, it happened. But it I happen. heard it. I heard <laughs> it. All right. Here's a guy I want to talk about, and then we'll actually get on track with this, and we'll do some trivia. We need to stay on forever. Or well, actually, we do this you. No. Good for – Thon Maker and Anthony Bennett being teammates, though, Thon first. Maker and Anthony that. Bennett
1: creating a super team in Israel. I love <laughs> it.
0: Honestly, man, that, that is just so intriguing. I know uh, – they're not playing for Maccabi, right? They're playing for a different – No, team. they're
1: playing for like uh, – it's something that starts with an H. Uh, yeah. A uh, uh, right? Alone. Yeah. Hup-O-L I think that's Amari's
0: team. The one that he owns. I believe it huh. is. I think uh, – I'm intrigued because that's a lot of size. I feel like you don't get that on every team. If Bennett can just figure his life out, I don't know what he's been up to. He doesn't really post much on social. I hope he's lost a little weight for his own sake. And I hope that, you know, he's gotten his cardio up, that his sleep, his sleep apnea has gone away, and that he's, he's able to figure it out. Because he had a terrible season. We can all sit here and laugh at Anthony Bennett, but in, in retrospect – I think his personal life wasn't great during his time in Cleveland. And I just think that the health issues and the fact that he really had a hard time sleep it all, it all played a part in why he was bad. It's not
1: just,
0: yeah, it's not just cut and dry.
1: No, it's not.
0: But, but now Justin, he's with Don Maker, now, who you wanted to come back to the Cavs. Uh, he is not going to be doing that. I'm happy about that. Yeah, that's, that's a disappointment. It's not, not really a disappointment, but <laughs> you can say it is. I can say it is. I mean, I want to ask you a question about a guy whose first name is his last name is an ice cream term. Bobol, bull bull. okay. Bull, bull. Bull, bull. What is his position? Because in two K, he's a small forward. Apparently, the Nuggets treat him as a small forward, and he's seven two. What's what's his position?
1: Basketball player. <laughs> I mean, if we're forced to label him with a position, I guess power forward, like center, small forward and everything else like there are certain guys that just like well the thing is like there are a lot of guys that can cold they can guard multiple positions um and you kind of you know want to assign positions based on the position that they defend the thing is bull bull can't defend any position so it's kind of a struggle in that regard but um yeah i guess i'd call him a power forward if i had to like Dang, I guess okay. maybe a forward. We'll just say a forward.
0: Forward, a seven-one forward. I mean, remember, remember, Jonathan Bokshovsky did it. He's a four, though, isn't he? Alexei. Yeah, is he a three? He's, he's a one. wing. Yeah, he's a he's wing. A wing. Oh my! You remember Jonathan Bender in the uh, class of two thousand, drafted by the Pacers? Dude,
1: was the I wasn't Knicks. alive in two thousand. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. That's fair. But uh, all right. So, Refresher course. If anyone's never heard of this man, his name's Jonathan Bender. I believe he became a coach of some kind. His final time in the NBA was around the time the Knicks had, like, Tracy McGrady and some other guys that were just like, how on earth are they on the Knicks right now when the Knicks were just losing? And Jonathan Bender was a seven-foot small forward. You didn't see a lot of them. Jonathan Isaac might be another one. He's close to seven foot. But Bender measured at seven feet. So I guess that's what Bull would be. Bender did not have a good NBA career. He was never exactly a good fit. He was on the Pacers team, I believe, that went to the finals with Reggie and Al and Rick Smits and Jeff Foster, Austin Crozier in the gang. Shout out Austin Crozier from the original stretch fours. But without getting too off topic, I just wanted to talk about Bull because it's similar to Thon, who I guess we don't know. He did, I'll say this, one of the years the Bucks lost in the first round, it might have been the Raptor year where they were down three zero, They won two games, mm-hmm. and then they – oh, no, it was zero two. 2 They won twice at home. And they overcame a 25-point game, six deficit, and they blew the lead. Jason Terry closed out that game. Interesting decision yeah. from Coach Jason Kidd, that was his former teammate on the court. pathon Maker gave them some good minutes there. So that's that. On th- I want to talk about my man Alonzo G., who – Alonzo G, that's a name. That is a name, and it's a G-Wiz. Yes, Alonzo, great diner, by the way. Actually, I don't think it's open anymore in the uh, Upper West Side, New York City. G-Wiz Diner had some good times there. Regardless, though, this isn't – the only promos here, as you can see, DraftKings, a sponsor of the Basketball Podcast (laughs) Network, which he crossed the Cavs. You can see in the top left is Housed On, and you see live in your bottom right corner. But you don't see anything about G Wiz Diner because we are not partners. I don't expect a partnership because unfortunately they did close. Shout out to them, though. But Alonzo G,
1: Justin. But is I, if they ever open up, if they ever open up <laughs> Zex, send Zach an email.
0: Yeah, anyone hears <laughs> anything about the G Wiz Diner, hook me up. I'm ready. I'm ready for my free waffles. Y'all in the South can have Waffle House in the greater New York City area. I'm happy to have G Wiz. Actually, we found waffle house in Pennsylvania too. I've only been once. It was in it was in Pennsylvania that I went. But where waffle you know house what? Isn't it isn't good.
1: No. We prefer G Wiz.
0: <laughs> uh, respect. And speaking speaking of the first part of G Wiz, Alonzo G, G. yes, yeah. <laughs> started 82 games in the 12-13 season. And I just feel like When we think about the four years LeBron was gone, the only, other than who unfortunately the consistency with him was getting hurt. Alonzo G was just there. He was a regular (laughs) starter. He was in the rotation. I feel like he was just electric. I think he had a uh, 15-point first quarter against Denver at one point. What What'd you enjoy about his game,
1: Justin? I feel like he did so much for the team. I mean, just being there, you know, being a – 30-minute-a-night guy all the time, I could turn in a Cavs game, and I always knew I would see Alonzo G on the floor. Like, that was a time when, let's see, I would – so I, I started watching, I would say, the Cavs really, like, as closely – not as closely as I do now, but really started getting into him kind of, like, just before LeBron. But Alonzo G, like, was a player that I definitely watched. I, don't, I couldn't say that I remember a million things about him, but I remember him as a Pelican. I remember him, you know, floating around a little bit at the end. You know, always knew him as a former Cavalier. But, yeah, just a guy who I could always turn on the TV. And no doubt that Alonzo G would be there when I turned on the Cavs game.
0: Yeah, and he had a nice year with the Pelicans in 15-16 despite a very low shot total. And then he kind of just bounced around a bit. Denver gave him two chances. Didn't really work mm-hmm. Portland. in Portland. I think he was actually in that Will Barton trade and uh, the yeah, Nurkic trade. He was because uh, it happened, I believe, in – 14, 15. Uh, no, it wasn't Nurkic. It was, it was the Will Barton trade. I don't think it was the Nurkic trade. But regardless, yeah. he had some good moments. You know, I, I don't think there's much else to touch on from that team or from the non-LeBron years. I mean, if you want to do that, folks, if you go back to uh, March 2020, right before the NBA shutdown, I had Cedric Henderson on as a guest. We talked about. That Cavs team that snuck into the playoffs, all the rookies that they had alongside of him, his impressive year, how his memories of going against Reggie Miller in a playoff series of his first ever NBA playoff win. So highly recommend that if you really are feeling nostalgic right now. I I think it was season three. I'm up to season seven right now on Across the Cavs. This is episode, I believe, 75. We're at the three-quarter century mark, which is pretty cool. Uh, I'm sure I'll do something special. Once a hundred rolls around, but we're at that time in the show right now, Justin. Where we are. we are up to trivia time. How are you
1: feeling right now? Oh, so you said these are going to be coaches' question, coaching questions,
0: coaching players. I got, I got everything pulled up. These questions will be formed impromptu, but they are okay. going to be multiple choice and a potential. If you're doing well, I'm going to switch it to open ended.
1: Oh, okay. I'm ready.
0: I'm here. All right. So. All right, first question. There have been 23 coaches at the helm of the Cavs. And my question for you is, how many of them? This is actually open-ended off the bat. Open-ended? Oh, open-ended, because you're just going to have to give me a number.
1: <laughs> okay. How
0: many Cavs coaches did not win a single game in their run as Cleveland
1: head coach? Gosh, so I feel like most of these are going to come in the seventies and eighties. Yeah. Um, there was a time when Steffi and I feel like would just fire and higher and fire and higher and fire and higher. Um, but how many didn't win a single game? <sighs> if only I were around in the eighties, maybe I would have a better answer. Yeah, I, I gave you the wrong um,
0: decade for, uh, for the podcast history.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to guess. You said there's 23 total? 23 total coaches
0: since the team began I'm going to guess 70s. three. Three oh. never won a game. Oh, all right. So, unfortunately, the first part of your issue here was saying 70s, 80s. Bill Fitch actually coached the entire 70s. Oh,
1: so, oh that's true. Okay.
0: Yes. And uh, second yeah, thing. Yeah, so 80s. There is only one coach, and it was in 82. There were, I think – there had to have been three coaches. It was yeah, okay, so it was Chuck Daly okay. who went nine and thirty-two. And then okay. I can't believe they fired I can't believe he fired what to turn out to be one of the best coaches of all time. Probably in the top twenty, <laughs> top fifteen, Chuck Daly, maybe even top ten for his work with team. Probably top fifteen, top fifteen. We're not here to debate that. Uh, then they had he won nine. Don Delaney won seven. And there were <laughs> three oh wait a minute that's only 70 who else there are four coaches in 82 okay i only see three regardless oh bill musselman bill musselman also bill got, musselman. It, got an opportunity it was bob kloppenberg ah of course right. <laughs> bob kloppenberg <laughs> coach four games a decade later age 64 by i believe he's still alive at age 94 so good for you, Bob Kloppenberg. Glad good you're for still. You,
1: Bob. You're doing something right.
0: <laughs> he didn't become an NBA assistant until he was 53 years old in 8081, but he went back to Seattle in 85. He coached four games for them in 91, 92, and he was gone at age 70. His record career is two and seven. He was a two-time interim coach. And, yeah, he was appointed Cavs head coach on December 3rd of 1981. So it was the 81-82 season. It was a time. But, yeah, it obviously, you know, did not work out. So you're 0 for 1, but then again, that was okay. also a bit of a trick. Okay.
1: Okay, we're good.
0: Next question. How many Cavs coaches won at least one playoff series at the helm? Is it three, four, five, or 6?
1: Okay, so we're going back. Um, one, two, three, four. I'm going to guess maybe I'm missing one. I'm going to say five. Ding, ding, ding.
0: He there, got we it. there we go. There we go. Yes. Do you want to name them, too? For uh, I'll give you two correct answers if you can name all five. You won't lose anything if you miss Oh, them.
1: man. Um, Ty Lue, David yep. Blatt, uh, Mike Brown, uh, Bill Fitch. Did George Carl win a playoff series? Uh, no. Okay. okay.
0: You're, missing, you're missing a Cavs legend who I just tweeted out uh, something the other day. He was a point guard for the team as well. I'm, I'm allowing the hint to not count against you.
1: I'm sorry. I'm probably not going to get this.
0: You remember who Mark Price's coach was? No. I'm really? Like, oh, Lenny Wilkins.
1: Okay, Lenny Wilkins. Duh. Okay. Oh, yeah.
0: no. All man. right, we
1: got that. See, the, the 80s coaches, I don't really remember. Like, there's too many. Like, I haven't looked enough because there's too many of them.
0: Yeah, he bled into the 90s, and then Fratello showed up and gave them an unbelievable okay. defense. They, they went, mm-hmm. they had they a winning record under his watch despite having the worst offense. More often than not. But anyway, okay. So you're one and We're one.
1: One for two. One for two. You're one, one. you're
0: one and one. One out of two. All right. This next question, because I keep things very random, is about games played. I'm going to give you four guys. You're going to tell me who played the most games in the Cavs <laughs> <Okay>. uniform. <laughs> there we go. Okay. So is it – who played more games in the Cavs uniform? Is it, is it former Across the Cavs guest Jeff McGinnis, point guard? Is it Ante Zizic? Is it Darius Miles or is it Jamario Moon? So again, that is Jeff McGinnis. Darius Miles, Ante Zizic and Jamario Moon.
1: I'm going to guess Jeff McGinnis.
0: Oh no. No. Yeah. You, you literally bought his jersey during a podcast, and you're not going to get it. He too. played
1: the most games out of all of these guys. Uh,
0: Ante Zizic played 113 games because Jamaria Moon. Jamaria Moon lasted that two more. years. Jeff McInnes lasted two years. Uh, Darius Miles lasted two years. And Ante Zizic lasted three years. He had.
1: He didn't 16- play the one season.
0: Oh, he played. If, if you want.
1: Well, no, yeah, he did play all. Okay, never mind. He played yeah.
0: 32 games during the LeBron year. Because remember, yeah. there's the highlight mm-hmm. of LeBron throwing him an easy dunk, but it's of the course. pass gets yeah. all the credit. Yeah. yeah, and then he, he played 32, 59, and 22. Um, okay. okay. Okay, so you're we're, one. We're of,
1: okay. We're okay. We're one away from evening this up. We're
0: yes, you're one for three. Okay. So, who played more games for the Cavs? Is it Dang Adele or Lou Aldang?
1: So, I'm trying to think how long exactly Dang Adele was here. Uh, oh I don't think it lasted longer than that, like half season. Something like but that. At the same time. Oh, Screw no. it. Dang Adele. Dang Adele. Oh, no. God, no why? Why? Would I don't you? know. <laughs> There's no like, You got to remember, like, I was 12 years old when Luol Dang was on the Cavs. Like, I, don't, I didn't watch every single Luol Deng game.
0: Well, I was only, wait, I was only, I was only 18. You I were mean, watching
1: every game, probably.
0: I was watching every game on websites. Sorry, uh, uh, government. Uh, <laughs> I, I was watching games on sites I couldn't even recite by memory because I don't even know where I was getting these games. I'd sit in my room. Oh, hey, well, here's the better. When I was 12. So, again, guys, remember, I've never been to Ohio. I'm hoping to go this year. Obviously, we're trying to get a meetup going with some people at a Cavs game this year, all the Cavs podcast folk. But I've never been. So, being totally out in the middle of nowhere, given Ohio, and I'm in elementary, middle school. You know how I watched Cavs games, Justin? This is going to sound absurd. You're going to think I'm crazy. So, there wasn't League Pass. What I would do, I would log on to everybody's favorite website, NBA.com and I'd pull up the box score to the game at the time it started. I would hit refresh every 20 seconds from the time it started until the time it ended, feeling like I watched and took in every little play of the game. For a whole night, for two and a half hours, I would do that.
1: That's good. That's good. Hey, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Gotta watch the Cavs.
0: It's crazy when you're a fan of a team in a different time period where you don't have what we have now, <laughs> and it's and I can say probably I never got carpal tunnel, but my goodness, Zach, what did you do? Over, oh, you know, I went out to dinner with my parents. Yeah, you know, I uh, I sat on my uh, computer hitting refresh on the Cavs box score <laughs> all night. <laughs>
1: uh, That's a new one. I haven't heard that. I have not heard that.
0: Yeah, Before. you <laughs> fifth and sixth grade, man. It was a time. And obviously I valued every time they were on TV because I'd make sure to watch. And my favorite thing, and I guess you might be too young for this, unfortunately. Look, it's just it's just the time you're born. You're not obviously you're you're what you're 19 right now, Justin?
1: Twenty. No.
0: Twenty. Okay. So, you know, you look at it and essentially, you know, when I was in when I was like ten to thirteen. The Cavs get all the Sunday games on ABC. Back when it used to be a doubleheader, I had the right now, mm-hmm. right now. That to, to take a look at you know who, right now. You know they had the song. They, it was, it was a time they'd be on every week. We'd go out to eat, and I'd always get so annoyed because I just want to eat with my parents. But so my dad knew deep down how much I loved the Cavs, so we'd go up and tell the person at the bar because they usually we had tables and they had a <laughs> nice. bar area with the TV. They'd be like, hey, yeah. please put the game. I'd say, no, no, no. Like, no. Put the game on. My son's a big Cavs fan. So I'd watch all the games like that. So
1: nice.
0: It was better such than a box
1: score t- watching.
0: Better than box score watching. It was such a time. Like you're not going to hear that often because most people just, in this era, especially, people like out of state teams in basketball. And it's probably the hardest sport to watch a lot of your team in if you're not in market during the regular season, unless they are the premier team. Think about baseball, how many national TV games there are. Think about football. Every team is on near where you live. And if not, you could probably still get it back in the day if they weren't playing
1: because that's just football. But, man. The funny thing is now, Jack, and today, it's easier for you to watch Cavs games than it is for me. Right, because of how – blackouts, right? Blackouts. I don't get the game. I have to use um, websites. Sorry, government. But um, (laughs) – Man. Yeah, you can at least use League Pass. That's not available for me. That's crazy. So you don't have it on the local um, TV at all? What? Why do they do that? Too why far away it? for local TV, too close. for. So I'm still in, like, the blackout range. But shouldn't it cover the whole state? Nope, doesn't cover the whole state.
0: But see, doesn't Connecticut get MSG and yes, just like New York and New Jersey?
1: It's a it's a radius thing. So, like, I'm too far away from Cleveland still. Jeez, like it's man. Only like, it's only like the local Cleveland area that gets it on YouTube TV, I think. That's actually
0: great. Wait, so the only way to use League Pass to watch is if you have League Pass and then you watch them later when it's over already, right?
1: Like three days later, I can watch them.
0: <laughs> you imagine? I mean, in 1973, that that's that's great. You're like ahead of the curve. Yeah. But now yeah. it's like, <laughs> yeah, good, good luck trying to keep a Cavs Twitter presence watching the games three days late. I mean, (laughs) if you can make an account called Cavs content three days late and everyone would appreciate it. it.
1: (laughs) That's niche. You know, you might be able to do some film breakdowns, you know, give people some time to digest what has happened. It's a good idea. Okay. So
0: we're going to do five more and then we're going to say goodbye.
1: Your goal is to get five Five out of
0: 10. If you get five out of 10, we're going to do a bonus question. Okay. My goal
1: is to get one more, right? (laughs) <laughs> All right,
0: well, your next question only has three candidates. Tell me who has the most regular season wins in Cavs history. Is it okay. Lenny Wilkins, 80s to 90s, Bill Fitch, 70s, or Mike Brown, 06 to 10? His five-year run at to the top. Wilkins. Bang. Yeah, Where Wilkins. Okay. Wilkins, 316. Brown, 305. Fitch, 304, which, I mean – 7-11, and I mean, he was part of the Richfield Miracle, so, I mean, that's still pretty yeah. cool. It was just a weird first year for him, but, you know. Okay, so you're now up to two for five. Okay, okay.
1: We're, we're, we're making progress. We're coming back.
0: Yeah, You might have seen this question as a Twitter poll, but I'm here to bring it out because this, okay. this is going to be a lot of fun. Okay, why did this? Okay, one sec. It's going to be just a quick moment. It is going to be about threes made. All right, hold, oh, man. hold on. And these candidates are going to be like, what the heck? Okay. (laughs) All right. Which of these four players made more threes as a Cav? Is it Zydrunas Ilgauskas, Del Curry, Nick Stauskas, or our man from last season, Dylan Windler?
1: I don't know how many threes Del Curry made as a Cavalier. Yeah. I'll, okay, so I'll get, um, I'm gonna
0: give I'm gonna give you games played just for, for reference. Okay. Ilgauskas 771, Curry 79, Stauskas 24, Windler 31, which is the same rookie number as Joel Embiid.
1: Ilgauskas.
0: Yes. <laughs> But
1: okay with game's played. he shot some threes i knew that okay
0: he only made 31 though he didn't even he took 99 which is i know he was 7-3 and it was late but they said he could shoot corner threes and didn't even have 100 attempts mm-hmm. for his career but i remember the game I, I, did you ever you ever hear about the game where he made three against the kings in overtime no no yeah he made, made three in stri-
1: overtime he made all
0: three, three were in overtime <laughs> uh, the three of his 31 career I remember that game. I don't know if I watched it or I read a highlight or box scored it or what. But, yeah, hmm. uh, it. Del Curry only made 28 because it was 1988, which is I'm an So sure. imagine if Steph Curry made 143s. That's like Del Curry made 28. <laughs> I mean, ugh. all right. So you're up to 500. You're now three for six. Doing well. And I think I want to actually keep the subject the same okay. and ask the same question. Threes made. Smush Parker, Baron Davis, Joe Harris, Mike Miller.
1: Can I ask again how many games Smush Parker played? 66. So Smush, Baron, Joe, or Mike Miller? Yeah. I'm going to say it's not Joe Harris. Okay. I'm going to say it's not Mike Miller. I'm going to say Baron Davis. Oh,
0: no, it's, ah. it's, uh, I had an interview with Smush because a buddy of mine You're knows Smush, him, okay. but the audio quality actually was, I listened back. It was actually so choppy. I couldn't, like he was a really nice guy, but I couldn't publish the conversation. So oh, I man. have, I have a, I have a, an interview with, with, uh, Smush just sitting because I, I couldn't get it out. Very nice guy. Obviously had his, his thing with Kobe. And I know he wishes he could have uh, made up with him. But Smush had a mm-hmm. – given the fact, you know, he started out at a tiny, tiny school. Then he switched to Fordham and he still made it to the NBA. Had some moments with the Cavs. Had two years as a starter for the most famous franchise in NBA history. I, I still call that successful.
1: Yeah, you know,
0: absolutely. So, I mean – has you know. more
1: threes as a Cavalier than Mike Miller. That's an accomplishment.
0: That's right. <laughs> you know, four of seven? Or four of eight. Here four, four. of eight. Yeah. All right. So you got to get at least one of these right. Okay. Are you? Are you for four? but you. you only have three right? Three of seven. Yeah, oh. I was sad
1: I, I didn't even think I had four.
0: But all right, you're you're three for seven. Actually, this is gonna be it. This is it. This is for all the marbles. Oh, this is it. This is for every. the bonus. Yes. Okay. All right. So, offensive rebounding. Who has the most in Cavs history? Is it Big Z, Hot Rod, Varejo, or Double T? <laughs> Excuse
1: me for the hiccup. Okay, so hold on. It's Double T, Varejo, Hot Rod, or Big Z? Yeah. Tristan.
0: All right. That's not, not Tristan? Big. big Z played 152 more games and grabbed 221 more rebounds. So,
1: Okay, that's fair. Yeah. But you know what else? Is- I guess – how many – how many seasons did Z play for the Cavs? So he was I very. He was there early. the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. And then he had the year with the Heat. He um, well, other than the year for the Heat, but other than that. Yeah. And he
0: was a wizard for a month before they could buy him out and he could re-sign. He never oh, played for okay. them, though. Remember, he said my he said my heart is in Cleveland. I won't play for another team. Then he came back in oh nine ten. That I don't know if that's ever happened. A guys been traded mid season and re-signed. There's rules against it now.
1: Oh, yeah, there's a rule. So, like, it, they have to get traded twice and then waived, and then they can resign with their former team.
0: Yeah, so he was traded for Jamison, mm-hmm. and then they – anyway, so he missed his entire rookie season with a foot injury. Then he played 82 games. He got hurt five games into 98-99, missed the entire next season, played five the year after. So, over his first five seasons in the league, he played 111 games. He missed two full years and then mm-hmm. another six, another 58, another 82. So all in all, I mean, it's great that he even had a long career and his number's even retired given everything he dealt with. But, I mean, what a guy. What a nice career he did have. I mean, I think they found him by accident. I don't remember. It was some kind of scrimmage. Uh, Fratell was watching, and then they got him. But anyway, Justin, I don't know how he did it, but we made it 41 and a half minutes talking about. We did. I, I I
1: I I don't know. I'm not quite sure. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, we made it. We did it. And it's been fun. I think that, you know, we'll definitely do it again. We're going to organize some content Absolutely. because you can only freestyle so much. But
1: this has been fun. And I look forward to getting together again. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. Um, I'm glad I at least got three right on the trivia. Uh, we'll do better <laughs> next time. I'll study. I'll, I'll look over um, who played the most minutes in Off the bench in 1970. I'll make sure to check that for you when we get off here.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's great. You know, basketball reference is a great tool, Justin. It's been a lot of fun. And just know, folks, when you're doing trivia with me, expect the unexpected. You're not going to know what on earth I'm saying you're asking. But it's reasonable because some way, somehow, your gut feeling just knows cows. But if anyone was wondering, this is a – if you've stuck around this long, it is a Kyrie Irving shirt. Yes, it is not Colin Sexton because the Cavs haven't worn this shade of red. Yes, it is a Kyrie shirt. I have another one that is actually maroon red, not this red, but that's it for this edition of Across the Cavs. For Justin Matcham, I am Zach Weiss saying so long. Hope you enjoyed the video, which, of course, is brought to you by DraftKings, which is part of Across the Cavs, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. So until next time, adios, sayonara. And to go backwards, konichiwa, saying hello as we say goodbye.